Well, week two is here, which means Northwestern is back in action this week against Duke. Let's start breaking down this Duke team, starting with the offense. You are locked on Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We are available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us, and we are uh, your source for anything and everything Northwestern so far this year. Um we're available on YouTube. You can find us there. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Make sure you subscribe and don't miss any any episodes that we have. But here we are. Northwestern is preparing for its second game in week two. They have not played in about a week and a half because they played in week zero, obviously, where they got the 31-28 win over Nebraska. Well, this week, they take on the Duke Blue Devils. Looking for a little revenge for last year, kind of like last year with with Nebraska. But let's start talking about this Nebraska offense. And let's start with the fact that, look, they balled out in the first game. They beat Temple. They were, I think they were around 10-point favorites in that game, but they won, they won 30 to nothing in that game with, with a new quarterback at the helm in Riley Leonard, a sophomore. Six foot four, 212 pounds out of Fairhope, Alabama. In his career before before this year, last year, he was 37 of 62 for a 59.7% completion percentage uh, for 381 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also had 47 rushes for 173 yards and two touchdowns. Well, in the opener last week, he looked mark, remarkably, remarkably better. Let's say that. 24 for 30 for an 80% completion percentage, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Also added 11 rushes for 64 yards. So he has what? 392 total yards of offense. I mean, you will take that if you're Duke. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's a guy coming out of high school as a three-star, number 686 national player, number 47 quarterback, number 28 player in the state of Alabama. Uh, you saw him on Saturday. He was 10.9 yards per pass attempt. Uh, he was 5.8 yards per, per rush. But the fact that he brings that that dynamic nature to, to the quarterback position, can use his legs, that always makes it harder Harder on a on a defense. Um, it'll be what second game in a row that Northwestern will see a mobile quarterback back there. Um, obviously, Riley Leonard has not has not seen a Power Five defense yet because he's just seen Temple. I think it'll be an interesting matchup to see how how Leonard matches up with these um, how he throws the ball with these Northwestern DBs. And with that, we're gonna move to the wide receivers and tight ends. First off, Jalen Calhoun, a senior, 5'11", 189 pounds out of Greenville, South Carolina. 
in his career. In 2019, 46 catches, 420 yards, four touchdowns, four rushes for two yards. 2020, 39 receptions, 349 yards, two touchdowns, a single rush for minus four yards. Last year, 56 receptions, 718 yards, three touchdowns, two rushes, 13 yards, and a touchdown. And then week one last week, six receptions for 90 yards. So he appears to be the go-to guy for this this Duke team. I mean, you saw him 718 yards last year, three touchdowns, has has um, nine touchdowns on the career. I think he's he's somebody to keep an eye on. He, you'll probably see somebody like Cam Mitchell locked up on him just to Try to neutralize that that number one wide receiver uh, coming out of high school. He's a three star in the 2019 class. Number 1,178 national player. Number 132 wide receiver. Number 21 player in the state of South Carolina. Next up, you have a you have an interesting one. Jordan Moore, a sophomore, six foot, 195 pounds, out of Sykesville, Maryland. He is a quarterback wide receiver like uh, hybrid here. Because last year, playing quarterback, he was 9 of 19, 47.4% completion percentage, 95 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 44 rushes, 221 yards, and three touchdowns. Well, in their opener, he played receiver, six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Is a three-star coming out of the 2021 class, number 943 national player in the country, number 65 quarterback, and number 24 player in the state of Maryland. So I think Jordan Moore can be a very interesting player in this game. I, I'm willing to bet Duke probably uses him in some creative ways. It wouldn't shock me to see him uh, maybe, whether it be some some trick play usage, uh, double pass, speed sweep, pass type deal, just to have that threat out there. But between, I mean, he and... Uh, he and J- and Jalen Calhoun were were the the go to guys, the reception leaders for this Duke offense in Week One. It'll be interesting to see how that progresses. But the good, I mean, the good thing for Northwestern is you do have two experienced returning corners that you can match up with them. Next up, Samir Hagens, redshirt freshman, 5'10", 195 pounds, out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Last year, it had just a single catch for five yards, but he had five kick returns for 109 yards. And then, of course, last week in the opener, he he had by far his biggest impact in the game. Two receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. He was a three-star in that 2021 class, number 1,287 national player in the country, number 181 wide receiver, and the number 30 player in Pennsylvania. Well, he's somebody that... Uh, I mean, he he popped a big one, a 39-yard touchdown catch in that in that opener, um, and and it'll be interesting to see if if Northwestern can can account for him while accounting accounting for Jordan Moore and and Jalen Calhoun, um, and then next up you have Eli Pankel, senior, six foot three, two hundred five pounds, out of Pendleton, Indiana. 2019, he had six catches, 91 yards, three touchdowns, three rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. 2020, 24 receptions, 241 yards and a touchdown. Four rushes, 20 yards and a touchdown. And then 2021, 17 receptions, 233 yards and a touchdown. Last week, 
Four receptions for 49 yards. Was a three-star in that 2019 class. Number 594 national player in the country. Number 73 wide receiver and the number 10 player in the state of Indiana. So he's a guy that 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 has some size at six foot three. He's he's a good bit bigger than 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 the other players that we have mentioned. I mean, so far Jordan Moore at six foot is the other tallest guy. I think, uh, especially when you saw the way they used him in his first year of action in 2019, he can kind of be a red zone threat. I mean, half his catches that season went for touchdowns. So he'll be somebody to keep an eye on as this Duke offense gets down into the red zone. Next up, Jontavius Robertson, a junior, 5'11", 193 pounds out of Gray, Georgia. 2020, he had four receptions for 25 yards. Last season, 17 receptions, 117 yards, and a rush for four yards. Last week, just saw one reception for five yards. This is a three-star in the 2020 class. Number 807 national player in the country. Number 125 wide receiver. Number 81 player in the state of Georgia. Just again, another piece kind of in that smaller role that, that you've seen, um, but that's that's kind of what most of the guys that you'll see that make an impact in this game. Next up, we have Nikki Dalmolin, a junior tight end, six foot fourth, two hundred thirty nine pounds, out of Cumming, Georgia. Uh, in twenty twenty, he had three receptions for forty two yards. Last year was his breakout year, though fifteen receptions, one hundred twenty one yards, and a touchdown. Last week, just two catches for seven yards. He's a three star in the twenty twenty class, number one thousand thirty four national player number 152 wide receiver, and the number 109 player in the state of Georgia. Just a guy that um, got to keep an eye on. He doesn't get a ton of usage in the passing game. Uh, I mean, you saw 15 catches over 12 games last year, and you saw two receptions last week for seven yards. But this group, it'll be with, with Riley Leonard and the way he looked in the opener. With the way that he played, 80% completion percentage, 300-plus yards, two touchdowns, no picks, using his legs, he'll be a challenge for this Northwestern secondary um, because you can't really – you can't purely lock in man-on-man or man-to-man and just not – and not have eyes on the quarterback. That'll be something to see that's interesting. Um, I I do think that as long as – Northwestern can can account for Jalen Calhoun and Jordan Moore, especially Jalen Calhoun, just because he is that returning receiver. He's kind of their their Malik Washington. Um, I think that this this Northwestern DBs group can handle these pass catchers for Duke. I think it'll be a challenge. Um, but if you mean if you can somewhat keep Trey Palmer and that Nebraska group of skill position players under wraps. I feel that you're probably not going to see a the same athleticism from wall to wall, but um, I mean it'll be it'll still be a challenge for this Northwestern DBs group. So in a second here, we're going to move on to the running backs and talk about those. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. 
Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so let's talk about these, these Duke running backs because it's a very, very deep group. It's it may not the top end may not be as as good as Northwestern's group, but they have just as many, if not more, bodies in that group that kind of all have different roles. Uh, it'll be interesting to see see how they are deployed in this game against Northwestern. But first off, let's go with Jalen Coleman, a redshirt junior, six foot one, two hundred five pounds, out of Matthews, North Carolina. In his career in 2019, 15 rushes, 42 yards. 2020, he redshirted. He tore his Achilles in spring football and missed the season. 2021, 11 rushes, 14 yards. And then last week, eight rushes, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Was a three-star in the 2019 class. Number 1,732 national player in the country. The number 111 running back and the number 73 player in the state of North Carolina. Next up, you have Jordan Waters. Redshirt junior, six foot, 214 pounds out of Fairmont, North Carolina. In in his career in 2019, two rushes, eight yards. 2020, 16 rushes, 100 yards, two touchdowns with a reception for minus seven yards. Uh, And in 2021, you had 39 rushes, 197 yards, a touchdown, six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Last week, five rushes, 32 yards, one reception, 14 yards. So he's a he's a bigger guy. He's a little bit bigger than than Jalen Coleman. Both guys are big guys, but um, bigger guy. He's I believe he is the only back that caught a pass. Uh, but in in the 2019 recruiting class, he was a three star, number 1,198 national player, number 137 wide receiver. So coming out of high school, he's ranked as a wide receiver, turned into a running back, number 47 player in the state of North Carolina. Next up, Jaquez Moore, sophomore, 5'10", 195 pounds out of Live Oak, Florida. Last season, five rushes, 12 yards. Last week, seven rushes, 25 yards. So he's already blown his production, career production out of the water in one game. Uh, Was a three-star in the 2021 class. Number 1,290 national player in the country. Number 96 athlete and the number 165 player in the state of Florida. Next up, Rashawn Allen, a senior, 5'9", 220 pounds out of Canton, Michigan. He's a Lehigh transfer that uh, in his career at, at Lehigh in 2018, he had 68 rushes for 328 yards, three touchdowns, four receptions for 18 yards. 2019, 124 rushes, 334 yards, no touchdowns, seven receptions, 48 yards, in the spring of 2021, because they did not play in the fall of 2020, he had 38 rushes, 128 yards, and a touchdown, five receptions, 42 yards. And then finally, in the normal 2021 season, 85 rushes, 222 yards, one touchdown, nine receptions, 45 yards. Was a two-star in the 2018 class, the number 161 running back, and the number 56 player in the state of Michigan. So, again, really big back. They have three guys over 200 pounds, 
three guys over 205 pounds. I mean, even two, two guys at 214 or heavier. I mean, they've got some guys who can be physical and run between the tackles. They also have a little bit more of a smaller back in Jaquez Moore at 5'10", 195. Um, nobody with production that blows you away, even in week one. I mean, they were spread out a good bit. Um, it was, you had... Sean Allen had three carries for nine yards. You had uh, five rushes for 32 yards with a reception for 14 yards out of Jordan Waters. Jaquez Moore, seven rushes, 25 yards. And then Jalen Coleman, eight rushes, 43 yards and a touchdown. None of that production really blows you out of the water. Jalen Coleman probably had the best day running for about, what, five, five yards of carry. Uh, Jordan Waters had six yards of carry. Um, Coleman had that one touchdown. You had Jaquez Moore about four, three and a half, four yards of carry. Uh, Rashawn Allen had his three yards per carry. Nothing that like super worries you. And then especially, I mean, the quarterback was the, the leading rusher. Um, I, it is a deep group though. It's gonna be something to keep an eye on how they are used in this game against Northwestern. Uh, because in a game where you get up, where you get up, what, 24 nothing in the first half? I mean, it's it's easy to kind of keep a lot of what you were going to do against a Power 5 team like Northwestern under wraps. So it, it remains to be seen exactly how they are used. But, yeah, that's that running back group to keep an eye on. I still kind of like this. I like Northwestern's linebackers. Um between Mueller and Gallagher and everybody else in that room and how they will probably match up with these running backs. Uh, but it remains to be seen. Just a second, we're going to talk about the offensive line for, for Duke and how they match up with with this, this Northwestern defensive line. So let's start right there. Uh, Graham Barton. Junior, six foot five, three hundred eleven pounds, out of Brentwood, Tennessee. He's the left tackle. He is a preseason All ACC third team by Phil Steele and Athlon. Twenty twenty, he had six games and five career or five starts at center. Twenty twenty one, twelve starts all at left tackle, and then he obviously started last week. Was a three star guy in the twenty twenty class, number six seventy two national player in the country. Number 41 offensive guard and the number 19 player in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Maurice McIntyre at left guard, redshirt senior, six foot two, 319 pounds out of Jacksonville, North Carolina. Played in two games in 2018, 12 games with a single start in 2019, nine games, three starts in 2020, 12 games, 10 starts last year, and is back at left guard starting this this season as well. Three-star in the 2018 class, uh, number 1,385 national player in the country, number 59 offensive guard, and the number 44 player in the state of North Carolina. At center, you have Jacob Monk, a senior, six foot three, 298 pounds, out of Clayton, North Carolina, was a preseason All-ACC fourth-team selection by Phil Steele. 2019, he made 12 starts at right tackle, 2020, 11 starts at right guard. And last season, uh, 12 starts at right guard. He obviously started last last week at center. Three-star in the 2019 class. 
number number four seventy nine national player in the country, number twenty seven offensive guard, and the number twenty player in the state of North Carolina. So the left side is set. The left side is set. All those guys have a ton of experience. They've, they've played in a lot of games uh, at Duke. It's the right side where you could see a little bit of fluctuation of who's out there. First up is right guard Chance Lytle, grad transfer, uh, six foot seven, three hundred twenty nine pounds out of San Antonio, Texas. Transfer from Colorado. At Colorado, he played in thirty games, making four starts. Last week was actually Duke's highest graded offensive lineman. He's a three star in the twenty sixteen class, so he's been in college forever. I can't imagine being in college that long. That would be horrible. Uh, number 1,910 national player in the country. Number 154 offensive tackle. And the number 225 player in the state of Texas. Potentially while well lining up at right guard as well is Brian Foley. Another grad transfer. Six foot four, 307 pounds out of Clarendon Hills, Illinois. A Holy Cross transfer. Last year at Duke. Saw action in two games. It's an unranked guy coming out of high school. I think you're probably going to see more of of Chance Lytle than you are Brian Foley, but it's going to be two guys that that to keep an eye on, two grad transfers who have come in and helped this team. Next up at right tackle, you have Andre Harris, a grad transfer, six foot four, three hundred twelve pounds, out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas State transfer. Uh, at Arkansas State, he had played in 46 games, making 43 starts. He's a two-star in the 2017 class, number 2,493 national player in the country, number 121 offensive guard, and the number 33 player in Oklahoma. With him at right tackle, you have John Gelati, uh, a redshirt junior, six foot five, 304 pounds, out of Roebuck, South Carolina. Uh, 2020, he saw action in 10 games last season, 10 games, nine starts. He is the, the returning starter, but then obviously you saw you, you had the Arkansas state transfer with a ton of experience. Both those guys you'll probably see in different capacities in, on the field on Saturday. He's a three-star in the 2019 recruiting class. Number 1,300, 1,139 national player in the country. Number 91 offensive tackle and the number 20 player in the state of South Carolina. So this offensive line, similarly, especially on that left side and then at right tackle, um, similarly to the Northwestern offensive line, plenty of experience, plenty of starting experience. Um, And then with Chance Lytle, too, um, a group that can kind of be – on that right side, be shuffled around, figure out different combinations. Going up against a Northwestern offensive line that that has that played well in Week Zero, that that bounced back from a brutal, brutal, brutal first year, where uh, rule twenty twenty one, where they allowed a ton of rushing yards, um, sack numbers weren't huge, but now, I mean, you you saw Fitz. Yesterday, talk about he he credited uh, Sean McLaughlin and Adetamoa Adeboare um, in in making plays um, and setting the tone for that defensive line. The front seven was a lot better in Week Zero against a really really big uh, Nebraska team. 
a Nebraska f- f- uh, offensive line that's probably the biggest group that Northwestern's going to see all year. Um, I think that if Northwestern can replicate what they did against Nebraska, I feel really good about the front seven's ability to to hold up against this Duke offensive line. Um, it'll be something that I'll have my eye on on Saturday. But on the whole, I know this Duke offense put up big, big, big numbers against against Temple on on Saturday. Five hundred yards of offense. Um, Temple's a little different than Northwestern right now. I think. I think much like you've been hearing, Northwestern has their edge back. I think the DBs will play better than they did in in the opener. Um, at times, could be a little up and down. And then I like where the front seven's at. I thought I think they've made a ton of progress from last season. But this this is the side of the ball that I, that I that I think is going to be the most interesting matchup because that that Duke offense showed some explosiveness in that in the opening game against Temple. Well, Northwestern um, survived. Uh, I mean, Nebraska got rolling early. I, I mean, you hear Fitz talk about they need to start quicker this this week. Um, it'll be something to keep an eye on. Can they? I think getting getting a three and out on that opening drive would be really really big for this Northwestern defense. But yeah, so that's gonna be something I have an eye on. I keep an eye on. Um, be sure to come back later this week as we we look at the the Duke defense and how it matches up with that Northwestern offense and specifically that Northwestern offensive line. Um, still my favorite group on this team, um, and might be Fitz's favorite group too. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm your host Carter Bird. Thank you for thank you for joining us on Locked On Northwestern. Uh, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Uh, thank you for making us your first li- listen. You can follow me on Twitter at CarterBird13 and on Instagram at CarterBird13 as well. We're on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Um, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube. Make sure you don't miss an episode. But again, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So come back later this week as we continue to preview this Duke team. We're going to take a look at their their defense tomorrow's episode. And then Thursday's episode, we're actually going to have a crossover with Locked On uh, Blue Devils, Locked On Duke, um, J.J. Jackson, who's He's the host over there. He does a great job. A uh, guy who I've known for a while. Uh, we're going to hop on and talk it out between uh, our two shows and figure out what it, what, what this, how this game is going to play out. So you don't want to miss that. Make sure you tune into that later this week.